step into the sin bin. This is Penalty Box Radio. Three-time Best Sports Blog winner. With Justin Bradford. Two-time Toasted Music City Best Sports Reporter. And Glenn Blackwell. Brought to you by E610 Athletes. It's time to talk all things hockey in the Music City. Penalty Box Radio is on. Smashville's Best Sports Talk. ESPN. 102.5 The Game. Welcome to Penalty Box Radio. Whew, it is good to be back. This is Justin Bradford along with Glenn Blackwell, intern Alley, and our slew of interns in studio and producer Calvin behind the glass. The hockey block is back, baby. It is back, and I will I will refrain from singing hockey block, hockey block. Because <laughs> I don't want to get it in your head. Oh, well, <laughs> it's there. It's there, and we're do, we're, our hands are in the air right now with Monster Blocker. Oh, because I just said back. it. It's back. We're excited. <laughs> we are very excited to be back. Hope you enjoyed listening to Smashville Live and Preds Insiders here on the three-hour hockey block on ESPN 1025 The Game. Boy, it has been a long, long off-season. been you since forgot, April. You forgot the third long. Long. really long. The really long <laughs> off-season. But it, it, long off-season, but changes are made. We're excited to be back. I think this, is, this may be the most excited I've been to be back in a long, in a long time. I can totally, totally agree. I can feel it. There's, yeah. there's that. There's a. There's that feeling in the air tonight. Oh Lord, <laughs> that that this is going to be a fun hockey season. It's going to be a fun time on air. That there's so many people excited just to talk hockey. That the long, long off season. Wait, long, long, long off season mm-hmm. has people craving hockey more than ever. It seems in this city right now, whether it's the Predators or college or everything like that. And you know what, folks, we have you covered. If you've never listened to Penalty Box Radio before. We don't just talk Predators. We talk hockey. We love hockey on this radio program. And we're going to talk everything hockey, all things hockey in the Music City, as Ben would always say. And we we love the sport of hockey. We want to help educate and entertain you about the sport by talking about the Predators, about the Milwaukee Admirals, about junior hockey, about college hockey, prep hockey. All of that, you can get that talk here in Penalty Box Radio. So we are very pumped to be here and to talk about the National Predators. And hey, later in the show... Matt Duchesne. We have an interview with Matt Duchesne. You know, that big signing that happened? You know. You know. That's, you know, a little bit of the buzz that little, some of Nashville's feeling, you know? Yeah, a little bit of buzz. Now, now speaking of that, though, it's him coming here has broken up the Jofa line. An intern alley over here has her Jofa shirt on. So are, are you a little sad? Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> Unfortunately. I am. I actually wore it because of that purpose, because I figured this would probably be the last time that I probably ever wear it. So it's going to go into the, to turn into a quilt pile. <laughs> no, 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 not ever. The good thing about the situation that the Predators are in, though, is that they can switch this up and still have a powerhouse. And when the Jofa line does, the, when the game comes and they reunite... Oh, it's going to be so nice. You know, hey, you can celebrate. It's options. something to be excited about. You have options. That's and true. you still That's have a good true. shirt. So. There are plenty of options. Yeah. And the, hardly ever does a line stay together for all 82 games. It just yeah. doesn't happen. That's, that's yeah. also way too predictable. So you don't ever want to do that. <laughs> Nobody wants to be predictable. <laughs> no. Even though that's what we're going to do in our second segment is make predictions. Oh, no. <laughs> which all of them will be which wrong, all I'm gonna sure. Be wrong. They're all going to be that's wrong. That's why they're so fun, because we're always wrong. I love seeing the Except comments right. on all these for these expert picks. And people are going, oh, you're, you're awful. How could you do that? 
guys, it's a prediction. Mm-hmm. It, it's just what you think could happen. And if you're right, then you get to brag about it. If you're not right, you just kind of ignore it and let, let's go into the off season. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you can also part. say it was a prediction. It was a prediction. Yeah, there's That's an excuse defense. either way. Yeah. Excuse either way. So, so let's go ahead and look at what's going to be happening tomorrow night in Nashville. The Minnesota Wild. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's a trigger for me. <laughs> Even in the off season when some Preds insiders, I hear Minnesota Wild just giggle. <laughs> yeah, that's that's my thoughts on the Minnesota Wild this year, folks. Boy, oh that's boy. A great, that's it's, a great prediction. It's a great prediction. <laughs> just laugh. But, oh, my goodness. I, you know, I want to feel sorry, but I don't. <laughs> because don't I started looking to. through the lineup on here. And while they have some decent players, it's, it's Nashville North. Mm-hmm. And so looking at it, Kevin Fiala, I mean, he signed that contract. There was concern about him going there. Ryan Hartman is there as well because he makes his way through the entire Central uh, there. Then you have Ryan Suter, obviously, former. And then Brad Hunt, oh, another former yeah. Pred there too. So it's going to be interesting in Minnesota. <laughs> and I'll go ahead and say this right now. They're finishing last in the, in the division. If That's they don't, if, ah, if they don't, I'll be very surprised. Yeah. I'll be very, very surprised. But the National Predators and the Minnesota Wild are clashing off to open the season. Here, here's the differential. You know, at 83 points with the Wild last season, 100 points with the Preds. And by the numbers, all time, the National Predators are 37, 25, 5, and 8. Pretty good record against Minnesota Wild. And opening mm-hmm. here at home, there's going to be a lot of pressure, though. So let, let's look at this. There's going to be so much amped up hype surrounding this team tomorrow night with Matt Duchesne. They're opening at home against Minnesota team. They should be beating, mm-hmm. right? They, they should. I would like to see a 5-1 glorious domination. Yep. Is what and I'd it, like to see. Well, yeah, and I would too. And it and it and no matter what team it is, it could go either way. You could Always. either it's live sports. up to that hype or you don't. But from what we've seen in the preseason, I feel like they are going to be riding on that. And I think that you are going to get a high-scoring game, high, high energy. Um, I think that there's no way to deny that the team is feeling that just from what we've seen so far. Yeah, and, and about that, too, the power play. I mean, oh, it looked yes. pretty good in the yeah. preseason. And again, yes, we know it's the preseason. But in the times we saw the first unit together, which let's name off that first power play unit of Roman Yossi, who can obviously move the puck, shoot the puck, mm-hmm. Philip Forsberg, who's Philip Forsberg, Matt Duchesne, Ryan Johansson, and Victor Arvidsson. Yep. If you can't score with that, then they just put up a wall. Yeah. And this, and like we talked about earlier, you know, what are you most excited about this, this season? And for me, the start is that is one aspect that I am thrilled to watch develop because we've seen it struggle. And honestly, like any movement that's going to generate chances is going to be better than it was last year. But what we're seeing from Lambert is a focus on detail and mm-hmm. we're starting to see that, like, when the Predators are talking, the players are talking about the power play, there's more energy, there's more excitement when they're talking about it, which it used to just bring, you know, existential dread when the conversation would come up, like, <laughs> oh, the power play. Roll their eyes but, in the back of their head. <laughs> but from what it sounds like to me and what it looks like, it looks like there is more intention in every movement. There's an intention for everybody with that's out there and what – they're actually doing there's not just that confusion there's not standing really with the know. puck yeah <laughs> not i mean there's yeah like i said there's intention there's more anticipation of every other player's movement and like you said when you've got those five people it's hard to go wrong mm-hmm. i will say something that bothered me at one of the preseason games 
Oh, no. They did not take advantage of a five-on-three. Oh, yeah. That yeah. is true. That's true. That is true. That's now. Where they s- still have their faults. Yep. They're still but I will say they didn't have the full number one unit out there, though. I think it was missing yeah. Forsberg and Yossi were not playing that game. Yep. So you move, and that's the thing, too, with injuries and everything like that. You move one piece, it can change yeah. things. But I do think adding Matt Duchesne to that, having the power play coach come in like Dan Lambert, it changes things. You can see more creativity. They're encouraging creativity, encouraging moving around. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, yeah. we didn't see that much. They would just stand and kind of pass the puck. It would look like what the Simpsons would do when they're making fun of soccer. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, what yeah. That's, like. that's what it was. So it worried me for a moment. And as the game progressed, they went back in and like got a casual power play goal that mm-hmm. was, I say casual, but every man touched it. And it was like a boom, 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 boom into the back of the net. And it, it's, it's like when you have a college like, hockey game. That's like 10 to 1, and the coach says everyone has to touch the puck before he can score. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what that reminded me of. I, on the nose. So let's look at some numbers and talk about the power play because obviously everyone will be looking at it, the power play, whether it's your analyst, whether it's the team, whether it's the fans in the stands, the media in their press box. Everyone's going to be looking at the power play under a microscope. And it's one of those things that doesn't have to be game one, but over a span of, say, let's look at a chunk of 10 games. You want to see improvement. You want to see a course of improvement on this as well throughout that span. As long as you're seeing that and you're building up to it, I think it can be instantaneous because you have the right talent out there too, and they're changing the systems. Now, if you have to slot somebody in due to injury or something like that, that's where you can see some issues. But overall, this team's been practicing the power play a lot mm-hmm. during the preseason, during training camp. But let's look at some of the numbers. I had our intern, Danielle, look up some numbers about the averages of teams that are right in the middle of the power play last season. Because I wanted to see how they were performing. If their power play teams were right in the middle, if they made the playoffs or not. And funny, only one made it. So looking at the teams ranked 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, you have the Minnesota Wild... <laughs> The Chicago Blackhawks, the Buffalo Sabres, the Rangers, the Flames, and the Red Wings. So out of those, only the Flames made the playoffs. And what did they do in the playoffs? Not too much. But we're looking at the Wild had a 20.3 power play percentage. So it's one of those things, yes, you want them to be average, but you want your power play working and clicking when the, when the time matters, like the playoffs. Yeah. Where the Predators weren't able to put it together. And I think it was when you're looking at, in Preds Insiders earlier, they were talking about the power play and how it actually was ruining the momentum. When they would go on the power play, they knew the pressure. They weren't performing. And it's supposed to build momentum and give you that opportunity to where even if you don't score on the power play, you build off the opportunities you had on that to create more scoring chances. They weren't able to do that. So now when you look at this, the Flames had a 19.3 power play percentage, and they had a first-round exit. So I don't want to say the regular season's everything, but you just want to score goals in the power play when you need to score goals. Obviously, a lot of these teams didn't in the middle. Now, I wanted to look at some other numbers from the Stanley Cup champion. So we had our intern, Abby, look at some of these things and what the St. Louis Blues, starting in January, when they started making their creep back up and making a run towards and what they're doing. In January, they're at 16.7%. February, 18.6%. March, 25.6%. That's we're really making that push. Uh, April regular season, 364 There are four for 11 in April. And then in the playoffs in round one, 263 Round two, they struggled, but it's because their opponent... And the conference final, 23.8. Stanley Cup final, the Bruins kind of shut them down. But overall, you saw vast improvement, and that's what helped them climb the standings. Special teams really helped them there, too. And so I wanted to look at the league average of it as well. So the league average, we all know the Predators were last in the league, right? Mm-hmm. Like 12. We remember 12, that. Oh, everybody remembers <laughs> that. And the league averages throughout this time period, January was 17.8. February was a good month for a lot of people. It seemed 20.3. So if the Predators just get to average, imagine how many more games they could have won in the regular season and then in the playoffs. I mean, I, 
I don't think this is a cold take or, or I don't think this is a hot take or a bad take, but had they just performed averagely on the power play in the first round, they would have won the series because it could that would have changed so much. Have, yeah, it would have changed the outcome of games, but it also they would have already developed that confidence that I mentioned earlier. Now we're seeing excitement. We're hearing energy when they talk about the power play, whereas opposed to last year, there was no energy because there was that dread, there was that pressure. So had they have had that rolling into the playoffs, it would have changed the outcome of that series, but it also would have given them the confidence in those situations that come up when they're on the power play they're going to have that confidence and they're going to be better for it so it's just that's what I say when I want to see it develop I want to see those tiny little things that need to be improved continue to improve and just get better because as long as you're trending upward and we're seeing those positive things then you know they can't they're they're doing well so and you know Glenn would be great is if you take that power play and you build all that anticipation into a Stanley Cup championship and then into celebrating that Stanley Cup championship in July. And in July, we have a penalty box radio fan cruise that we're going on. It is a seven-day cruise with Royal Caribbean and ships and trips travel from July 12th to July 19th, sailing out of Galveston, stopping at Cozumel, Costa Maya, and Roatan. Oh, those some fun things. Wow. And here's the thing. We're going to have exclusive activities just for the people on this cruise. So if we have the ice rink on the ship. There are three private sessions on the Which ice is- rink. I mean, really? Yeah, we're going to play broom Ice ball. We're going to have skating lessons, <laughs> things like that, on, on the rink, on the ship. Then we're going to have our own private cocktail hours. We're going to have trivia nights, Q&A nights. We're going to have lots of things that are going to be just for hockey fans on the cruise. We're, hey, we're even working on a specialty drink just for our group of people. So we already have about 30 people going. We want more. We want more people to go there at HockeyFanCruise.com. That's HockeyFanCruise.com with Ships and Trips Travel and Royal Caribbean. Join us. We're working on some special guests as well. So join us in July to celebrate a Stanley Cup championship through Ships and Ships Travel on HockeyFanCruise.com, sailing out of Galveston. All right, folks. Up next, we're going to make some season predictions, not just who we think is going to win division, but some fun predictions as well. You're listening to Penalty Box Radio here on ESPN 102.5 The Game. Penalty Box Radio. This is Justin Bradford. I got caught in the beat right there. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Laugh it up. Laugh it up. Wild. <laughs> Glenn Blackwell, intern alley. Slew of our interns in here joining us. Producer Calvin behind the glass. And before we get to a phone call on the line, Steve, hold on. We'll get right to you. I want to touch on some things that are coming up later this week in terms of hockey. So, Big time. You guys need to experience high school hockey here in Nashville. It is fun. It is exciting. They really like to hit because these boys don't realize that 15 years down the road they're going to be aching from it. But it is fun to watch. High-scoring games, lots of speed out there. G-Nash Hockey, it's the Greater Nashville Area Scholastic Hockey. So this Friday, there's a game at Antioch, the Fordyce Center Antioch. It's Mount Juliet, Wilson Central, Lebanon versus Ravenwood at 7.30. And then you can go to gnashhockey.com to find out the whole master schedule. So there are about 14, 15 teams in the entire Nashville area. So go out and support them. I know a lot of you went to these high schools. Go support your alma mater. And a lot of you have friends there. Go support them as well. Then coming up this weekend, you have MTSU taking on Mississippi State on the 4th, Lynn University on the 6th. Yes, Michael Gallagher of the National Post, Lynn University is a real school, and they're part of the SEC. 
HC. I know you'll appreciate that. Okay, we have Steve in the line, and he wants to talk Kyle Turris. Steve, welcome to the show. Yes, guys, really enjoy the show. I just, uh, from what you've seen of him in the preseason, and especially when he, when our season was over last year, and he played in what the international tournament, mm-hmm. he looked really well there. But from what you've seen of him so far in the preseason, do you really see him coming back? Um, and, and being a factor with a team, and uh, I'll, I'll hang up and listen. All right, Steve, no, that's a good question there. I know a lot of so – Kyle Turris is one of those players that's under the microscope right now, given his contract situation, the money he's getting paid, the length on that term as well. So he's under the microscope. Preseason, I liked what I saw from Kyle Turris. He was buzzing out there. And I think last year what hurt him was a multitude of things, two of them being injuries. He wasn't able to recover from those injuries, and he maybe rushed back from one, and, and then he finally had some time to rest and finally get into the swing of things, and it just he couldn't buy a goal <laughs> later in the season in the playoffs. But then in the World Championships, he looked really good, and he was even a leader for Team Canada. So I think he's had a really good camp and a really good preseason. He had a couple power play opportunities as well. So I think the talent is obviously still there. The potential for him to be a 40 to 50-point score is great as well, and I think that's a good sweet spot. Expect 40 points would be great for Kyle Turris this season in a rebound type of year for him. Now, he's kind of switched between playing on the wing and playing at center. Lately, he's been centering the third line uh, with Rocco Grimaldi and Callie Yarncroke is what it looks like. Now, he could play wing with the top six. I personally, I'd love to see him be on wing in the top six just to give him opportunity with some top line players and also to take away from that pressure from being a center to where he can just freewheel and be a winger. Uh, maybe that's not what he wants, and that's why he's being slotted in as a third-line center. But overall, I've liked what I've seen, and now it's one of those things, again, we want to look at a few games. So what is he looking like? Take it in chunks. You know, five to seven games, another five to seven games. How's he looking? Glenn? Yeah, and I agree with all of what you said, Justin, and I think just overall, he's one of those players, everyone's known that the talent is there, but it's been a struggle to watch because you've watched him struggle under that pressure, and he knows that pressure's there, right? And he got injured, and that pressure's still there to, I need to recover, I need to get better. And then when you just can't quite get it, (laughs) it's tough. So he's had a long summer to to recoup, and I honestly do. I feel like this is going to be a year where – we all start to see the Kyle Turris that we were so excited about in the very beginning when he came to the Preds. So I think that he's going to be healthy. I'm hopeful. Um, And I think that because of that, if he can stay healthy, I think he's got a very good shot. All right. So let's get to some predictions because – at the beginning of the year, we always want to do this and then go look back at it and then ignore it because we're wrong. So let's go ahead. Uh, Allie, do you have any predictions? Let's let's go ahead and see. Uh, do you have any predictions for this season? Uh, actually, I have one about the Colorado Avalanche. They're okay. going to make fun of me, but I actually had a dream <laughs> oh, that boy. they went to they went to the Stanley Cup final last oh. week. Okay. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to honestly just go with that. It probably won't happen, but the fact that I dreamed it was just so insane to me. <laughs> I had teams. to share it. So. Of all teams, too. It's not like it was even the Caps or right, the Flyers. which I had a dream about them winning the Stanley <laughs> Cup final for two years before it happened. Oh. oh. And I so actually maybe- had a dream with the person that I was with when it happened. He was in the dream when it happened, but I was with him in real life when it happened at the same time. Okay, coming okay, so up next on Allie's psychic talk. Well, yeah, but maybe, yeah, but actually, though, it's terrifying. <laughs> but maybe this doesn't mean it's Colorado's year. Maybe that's like two years it, from now. It, yeah, but, you know, I'm going to go or ahead and say it now I mean, because, so that when something crazy happens, I can just, like, claim it and be like, I called that. Here's the episode. All right? Yeah. They have TV shows and about this kind of stuff. They do. <laughs> 
So Allie After Dark, you can get her psychic, <laughs> oh, no. her psychic show after, after the hockey block. No. Okay. Well, I mean, I actually have a lot of confidence in Colorado as well. I don't. Yeah. I did not have a dream that they went to the Stanley Cup final, but I do actually see them clinching the division because yeah. I feel okay. like, I mean, they, I really do think that they might live up to the hype that they created for themselves last year. I mean, they did great. They surprised people. But, I mean, you think about the idea of McKinnon, Rantanen, Makar, Kadri, Landeskog. I think the average age of them is like 24 years old. It's crazy. <laughs> and so you think about their top line was one of the most fun to watch last year. Oh, absolutely. Um, and okay. so they're young, they're fast, they're insanely talented. And I feel like, you know, they're fun for the Avs fans to watch, but they're a threat for anybody else. So Did you see the video the Avs posted of Landeskog welcoming back Nico Rantanen yes, for the sign? I missed it. I missed it. Like, you, <laughs> you didn't make that. That's not your handwriting. <laughs> It was great. That, that's that's fun. I love when they can have fun like that. When players can have fun. Yeah, that's in doing that. And now, they're young. They're fun. They're, they're so. young. Oh, they're young and fun. I think that'll get them pretty far. So me, my, I think it's the Dallas Stars division to lose right now. Uh, and again, we're seeing these teams with some youth and talent and teams that were bad for a little bit, had really good draft picks, and they took advantage of it. I mean, uh, Heiskanen for the Dallas Stars, holy moly. That kid is great. And then you have the added talent. We have Joe Pavelski being added to the team that already has great forward depth going there. Then Rope Hintz, who the Stars were saying the Preds were scared of him, and he's a continuous standout player. And Tyler Sagan, Jamie Benn, Alex Radulov, pretty solid in net as well. So Dallas has a really strong team, some some youth and also some veteran leadership as well, so that good mix there. And here's the thing, when, when we're saying this, the Preds don't have to win the division to win the Stanley Cup. Exactly. You just better make the playoffs. It's just, I think, overall in the regular season that Dallas and Colorado, I think, for me, are the two favorites to win the division. I don't want to say St. Louis is going to have a hangover. I think there's just, they, they had to push a lot of energy out to go and win that cup the way they did. They'll make the playoffs, but I don't think they're going to push in the regular season. Well, one, because they know they don't have to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you true. know you don't have to to win, win the cup, okay, just make it. Yeah. You're going to be fine. You're fine. And I do feel like Dallas got better, but so yeah. did other people in the division. The whole so division. My, yeah. And my thing, too, with them is that I struggle. I mean, I think that you're right. They do make a case for themselves. But I always look at Dallas at the beginning of the year, over the last few seasons, and I find myself being like, wow, you know, they could really they could really go far. And then they, they underwhelm me. So I think that even this, with the addition of Joe Pavelski, I'm like, that's fantastic. Good for them. They still got some of their core. Um I just don't know. I think that Colorado is going to take the, the division. Absolutely could. Now, here's the thing for me. You know, most of the division got better. Minnesota <laughs> is Minnesota. But Winnipeg, I think, is going to be the surprise that doesn't make it because they've lost so much. Yeah. They lost so much. And now Dustin Bufflin suspended, so mm-hmm. he doesn't kind of against their cap. But they've lost so much there in Winnipeg. And then they've had Patrick Line just signed. Kyle Connor just signed. I mean, they've had two of their star players not even play their preseason. With them, which you don't need it necessarily if you're the star players, if you were training and everything, but still to have some of that drama entering the season, I think Winnipeg is surprised they don't make the playoffs. I think Chicago does. Mm-hmm. Chicago yeah. last year showed they have still talent in them. I mean, Taves and Kane had phenomenal years for being old guys. Yeah, they did. <laughs> and yeah. Then Alex Debrinkit, who I really wanted the Preds to draft him when he was available, but he's really, really small dude and shows that he doesn't size doesn't matter because he can score thirty plus goals. Yeah. So out of the division there, I think the Central is a f- is a five five playoff team, yeah. five playoff teams from the division, and because the Pacific's just going to be, yeah, 
<laughs> I think Vegas wins the division, and then we go from there. So before we have to go to break, real quick, what's one Preds player you think could be the surprise player this season? Oh, let's see. I'm gonna honestly, I'm gonna say that I do feel like this is gonna be Terrace's year. He's not gonna be, you know, this breakout all star, but I think that it's gonna be his year to shine. I was gonna say honestly the same thing about Victor Arvidsson. We've seen him in the prior years, but this year might be his year to honestly just snap. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. For him to like really go off. Okay, I'm gonna think that I want to say St- Roman Yossi would be the one for me because I think he's gonna be top three in Norris Trophy. I think he's going to be nominated this year. So I think he has a full-on standout year without having to be behind PK in terms of media attention. Okay, yeah, up next that. on Penalty Box Radio, we have an interview with Matt Duchesne about the, the season upcoming, getting to know him a little bit more, his favorite junk food, you know, his f- favorite movies. We talk, we talk Marvel. We're going to talk Marvel comics with him as well. So it's going to be great. Matt Duchesne coming up next on Penalty Box Radio, ESPN 102.5 The Game. Welcome back to Penalty Box Radio here on 102.5 The Game. Sitting here with Matt Duchesne. Matt, opening night tomorrow night, just through the preseason now. How excited are you to finally get out there and play the regular season? Yeah, it's, obviously this time of year is always exciting. and um, You know, he trained all summer for, for the start of this, and um, so it's nice to put all our work on training camp and through the summer into action here. And so now going into this regular season, too, a pretty good preseason as well, obviously feeling like there's some chemistry out there with the guys you've been playing with. Well, for sure, yeah. I mean, there's not going to be a bad option uh, on either wing this year for me to have, and um, this team is just so talented. And, um, you know, the two guys I'm starting with are, you know, exceptional, exceptional players. And uh, I think as a line, we can be really deadly. So uh, that's that's how we want to start, you know, foot on the gas right away. And, you know, we, uh, we want to set the tone for the season here at home early. And knowing that you have options, just how good is that knowing that if things aren't working out and things need to change, that there are options out there that the lineup can be shifted around and you can still be successful? Yeah, I'm sure th- things are going to you know, change a lot during the season. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm yet to see a line that stays together for a full 82 games in any, on any team. So, um, yeah, it's nice to know that no matter what's going on, that there's going to be guys that, that you can play really well with. And um, that just speaks to the depth we have. Coming into the season, the team has really wanted to focus on the power play, given the results of last year, and seeing you out there with that top power play unit. Is it pretty exciting to see the kind of talent that's on power play unit number one? Absolutely. It feels like we're all on the same page. Uh, Lambeau's done a great job coaching it and making a plan. And I think, uh, you know, if we stick to the game plan and, and each use each, our own individual skill set, uh, there's a bit of everything on that unit, so it should be fun. You got to experience a home crowd during preseason, and it was pretty good for a preseason game. What are your expectations for the, the home opener here tomorrow night? I don't know what my expectations are, but I know it's going to be really special, so I'm really excited to get out there. And some personal question of getting to know you and everything. You, you talked about this over the summer uh, when you first signed here, moved here. Just What's exciting about being here in Nashville and making that transition to living here in Nashville now? Oh, it's amazing. I mean, I posted a lot on my story last night on Instagram just about my new backyard and like the sunsets and the you know just having some space and so quiet and nice and it's kind of the way I grew up I mean I grew up you know with you know beautiful surroundings and um you know and the weather doesn't suck either I know it's pretty hot right now but uh you know I take this over uh we've had frost back home a few days so uh I take like I take that uh, any day over the frost so um no it's great it's um this exactly it's probably ex- I had high expectations and and knew that this would be probably the best place I've ever lived uh you know aside from my hometown because nothing will ever touch that but 
Um, and it, it's blown my expectations out of the water. I mean, just, you know, being at home and looking outside and, you know, driving around the neighborhood, you know, even driving on the interstate here, it's beautiful. So it's, uh, uh, I'm loving it. So, um, so far, so good. And you visited, obviously, plenty of times as a player and just this in the off season as well. Does it feel nice just to call this home now instead of just being a tourist or a visitor here too? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, I think at this point our long-term plan is to, you know, probably be here and, um, uh, you know, uh, even past probably hockey, and um, so it's it's pretty nice to uh, it's very nice to be here right now. And so, getting to know the city even more, are there any places that have really stuck out to you? That you've been able to experience here in Nashville lately, food places, music places, anything like that? Nothing big yet, just because it's tough to you know set up a house and have an eight month old all at the same time. So our time's gone a lot into that, but um, you know we know that there's lots of stuff we want to do and, and check out and little music venues and live stuff like that uh you know um not not necessarily talking about broadway because i've definitely seen uh, that that whole what that has to offer over the years but uh um you know uh just some little good pockets that locals know about and things like that and getting together with some music, some friends in the industry taking some guitar lessons all that kind of stuff that's all coming up and that's exciting and before wrap it up just some quick lightning round get to know your questions what's one of your favorite junk foods when you don't have to eat healthy um any like a brownie with ice cream is like unbelievable yeah Yeah, any dessert really do you have any guilty pleasure tv show that you enjoy watching that maybe you don't want to admit um it's probably something my wife watches uh um i mean rocco watches gossip girl a lot he he said oh that's funny um you know one she watches is that uh watch what happens live with andy cohen uh i i always get kicked out of that show um he's pretty funny guy so um he's a St. Louis fan but we won't hold that against him yeah are you into any superhero movies or anything like that oh I'm an absolute Marvel like I've seen every one I've seen every one all the Avengers like all the backstories all 20 whatever I absolutely love those movies yeah who would be your favorite Avenger then tough one I know yeah either Thor or or Iron Man for sure Um, it's always a toss up so I think I mean it's a toss up for sure what were your thoughts on uh, the the fat Thor in the end game there oh (laughs) The, yeah, like the the end there. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, I felt like I kind of knew it was coming. I think, um, but it was. Uh, I thought that movie was unbelievable. I've watched it twice already, and um, I didn't see it until it came out. Um, like on on uh, like you could buy it on iTunes. So um, yeah, it was outstanding. Awesome, well, Matt. Thank you so much for your time. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, Matt Duchesne there. Yes, he's How fun. Exciting. That is fun. Marvel. I, I know, it. and you, I mean, you you literally ratted out Grimaldi on the Gossip Girl thing. Well, well what he told me, <laughs> I mean, I asked him, he's like, oh, well, I mean, with Abby, we I watch XOXO, Gossip Girl with her. I've only seen it, he said he's seen it like three times. I love that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Duchesne, I mean, there's obviously such a buzz with him coming into the city, and I know me personally, just from watching the Predators, when I saw him at the All-Star Game, he gave that, that same energy and love for Nashville just coming here as a tourist. And so I've kind of in the back of my head thought, if he ever ends up here, that's, I mean, it's going to be a great combo. And just hearing him talk about not just the Predators, but the city as a whole, he already feels so welcomed and it feels like home. And so that's very reassuring, I think, for Preds fans to hear because I feel like when people are truly happy in their surroundings and where they are, um, they're going to be the best version of themselves. And I think that we're going to see the best version of him on the ice and off the ice. And I'm excited to see what he's going to bring in both of those capacities. I mean, he's he's won fans over off the ice or pretty quickly. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> Just be, and the thing is what I love about his interviews, if anything, too, 
yeah, there's some cliche parts, but when you, if you ask him a decent question, you're going to get a decent answer. Like mm-hmm. he's a pretty good interview compared to some of the cliche things we hear from hockey players. Sometimes they just want to get it over with. Uh, but when I went up to talk to him, he actually patted down on the bench. He's like, you "Want to sit down?" Because <laughs> <laughs> which is really nice. Yeah. There, I don't want to say there aren't many that do it, but Pecorini is one of the only ones that comes to my mind too. He's like, "You want to have a seat?" Yeah. Well, that's a very personable <laughs> approach to to talk to someone. It you is. actually sound just like him. Well, um. <laughs> well but it's true. He's so nice. And he's yeah. like, well, "You don't you don't need to stand. Just yeah. have a seat." But it was great with with Matt as well. And that's what we like doing, too, is asking some get-to-know-you questions. So if you haven't heard it yet, we had one with Dante Fabro as well, mm-hmm. where I don't think he knew what Guilty Pleasure Show was because he said Game of Thrones. I'm like, I don't think that's a Guilty Pleasure Show. <laughs> that's, that's what people, a lot of people watch it. It's almost expected. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, Allie, I want to go to you, too, just especially from more of a fan perspective as well. Just what are expectations and excitement for Matt Duchesne coming to Nashville? Uh, honestly, when it comes to expectations, I use- – I mean, it's already kind of been in progress. The players have <laughs> opened up the uh, the new arena in Bellevue, right? Mm-hmm. And that's all up. But uh, just kind of like the continuation of like just local growth in hockey, you know, with with who he is. And I know like his family has are going to put their hands all in our local hockey in like just the college hockey and the high school hockey. And I'm really excited to see those grow under like their influence and yeah. him being a new big name to sure. a bunch of these younger kids, you know, mm-hmm. oh, that's yeah. something that I'm really looking forward to is watching these kids grow up and being like, I want to be like Matt Duchesne and yeah. all of them like marching into Fort Eisenhower. You With know? your guitars. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and he'll absolutely. also be able to, he'll also be able to play, I think in between periods, right? Well, because, totally you know, on the band stage. Yeah. But I also think it's, I mean, you, you can't underestimate the value of what he's going to bring, too, of just that. I mean, you think about that stacked top six. When you have great players and you're that stacked, it's going to push other people around you to be better. And so what the Predators have done is they brought in another phenomenal player that's going to push other people to kind of get up to their best Hopefully, level. Yeah. You know, and that's what you hope for. And so I think that he's going to bring that just because I think that he's going to also bring that value to the locker room. And so I think that's going to kind of translate on ice as well. Sure. So, And Duchesne's a guy that's been through a lot, three different teams in three mm-hmm. years, now has a home. And he's been able to produce, even though he's been shifted around so much as well. So the expectation is, I don't think the expectation is still he's 70 points, but if he can be a solid 60-point player, get 60-plus points, that's a good season for him because it adds 60 points <laughs> To the offense. So this team has shown that they can be good at 5-on-5, five five, be really good at 5-on-5, five five, but then you add guys like Kyle Turris, Matt Duchesne to the power play, and if you get them really going in the power play and generating a lot of power play points, then that's where the changes can really happen and they can really start to be elite as well. That's what you want to see out of a player like that. Is to You don't have to put all the pressure on him. That's the good thing, too, about this Predators team now. There's not the pressure for Ryan Johansson to be the number one center. You have Matt Duchesne and Ryan Johansson are almost, to, for this team, are 1A, 1B. Because yep. it really is, if you have Matt Duchesne and Ryan Johansson, it's hard to tell which one's the number one line, if you're, especially if you're breaking up the Jofa line. That's a good problem to have, and it makes it more difficult for other teams to prepare for them as well. Before, if you shut down Jofa, you're probably going to win the game. More likely than not, the, the other team would win the game if you shut down the Jofa line. Now it makes it a little more difficult when you split them up and you have options on the lines. And then if you have Kyle Turris, if he is playing center on the third line, if they're able, if Rocco Grimaldi can get going and just keep it going from the playoffs and produce some chances, that gives a little bit of a threat to the third line. So we'll see. And then you know that if players are not up to par, there are plenty in Milwaukee that are itching to come up, like Ellie Tolvin and Rem Pitlick. Uh, Anthony Richard, you have guys that are, they have depth now too, where you can call them up. You're not performing, you're gone. 
Daniel Carr, if it doesn't work out, he can be gone. Granted, he's on a one-way, <laughs> so you're paying a lot of money. You're paying NHL money to a guy in the AHL unless he gets swiped, which I think he's the kind of guy that would. The other team would take a flyer on him to see. But there's options, and that's what this team hasn't necessarily had it on offense or options. So excited to see that. Matt Duchesne was a, a, a great guest there, so I'm glad I got to talk to him uh, at practice. And up next, I think a lot of people have been looking forward to this. Dumb things said on Pred's Facebook and our Q&A. But I think it's the dumb things that people are most excited about. All that up next here on Penalty Box Radio, ESPN 102.5 The Game. Welcome back to Penalty Box Radio. This is Justin Bradford, Glenn Blackwell, Intern Alley, Interns, Producer Calvin. Man, Calvin's picked some good beats. Mm-hmm. We can always count on Calvin. I just love to watch everybody in that room's head start to bob up oh, and down. Yeah. You guys are like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. feeling it, I'm feeling it like a DJ back there. Yeah, Calvin, we're, I love we're feeling it. it. All right. We are, we are to so many people's favorite segment here. Dumb things said on Pred's Facebook. Y'all ready? So there's a group called Natural Predators Hockey on Facebook, and there's about 28,000 people in there. So there's some rules. And one of the rules is, please look and don't double post and everything. Who cares if people ask a question a thousand times? It's a fan group, not a Nazi camp. Wow. It's like people, whoa. That's angry. You can't go from like zero to that. They did. But they did. The person got boom roasted as well. Okay, here we go. Another one. By Tolvanen, just saw a post yesterday about him being top six this year. Ha ha! I don't watch preseason at all, so I haven't seen him play this year. But every time I've seen him skate, he's not even close to fast enough for the show. So you know he's not good enough, but you don't watch him. Wow. Oh, okay. This one makes me laugh like the wild makes you laugh. Okay. He's like, oh, he's like, oh, it's terrible. This is a joke. Now I don't watch him, but but. <laughs> Okay, let's Matt Duchesne and Daniel Carr. Welcome to Nashville. The rest remains the same, and we're hoping for a different outcome under the same leadership. I'm not sure. This team needs a bull for a leader, someone with a determined personality like Arnott or Weber. Yossi seems like Mr. Nice Guy. Oh my! What? What happened to people over the summer? Who wronged these people? Facebook. Preds Facebook did. They obviously had a place they needed to vent their hot takes. Oh, these are bad takes. Sorry. They're not, yeah. yeah. Correction. These are bad. Big difference. Okay, but here's my favorite one. This one comes from Rodney, who I hope is is watching our show right now. And I want you to keep in mind, this was posted on Pred's Facebook in a group that I run. (laughs) And this was Rodney's first ever post in this group after being a member of it for a year. I don't know how many of you watch a show called Penalty Box Radio with Justin Bradford. Continue to watch if you like foul language like he has posted here on Facebook and on the Preds fan page, no less. I feel that people with decent vocabularies don't have to use vile language. If you disagree with me, have at his show. I'm sure you'll like it. Well, folks, thank you for liking our show. I appreciate all of you. <laughs> what in the frick is he and talking thanks about? thanks for watching. <laughs> thanks for watching our show. I really appreciate y'all tuning in on TV. For all the vile <laughs> language that is to happening on this television show. show right now. <laughs> Folks, I really do appreciate you watch, uh, tuning in <laughs> and listening in. <laughs> it's very, very much appreciated. So, Rodney, if you're listening, thanks for watching. All right. 
It's a dumb thing said on Pred's Facebook. Okay, let's get to our questions here where we have to go. Whew, this one is going. This one comes from Catherine. Who will Joey bump butts with after the games now? Oh, yep. yeah. <laughs> that's, you know, that's, that was a PK gonna, thing, I think. It was, yeah. It was a PK thing. No, so, maybe he'll maybe he'll carry it on and pick maybe somebody. Maybe you know, carry, surprise carry us all. A little celebration. I mean, he's already perfected the walk off. This is very twice true. like it's yeah. the same team in the same time of the preseason two yep. years in a row. The walk off hockey. Yeah, I, I, that's amazing. Okay, here we go. This one is coming from Dennis. What is going to happen with that twenty third roster spot? So, as many of you may know, that there are twenty two spots currently taken. Uh, there's one left. So the Predators are going with that one remaining. I think what the true reason is that they wanted to get guys playing time instead of being scratched. They are they know the roster they want to roll with. They're probably going to change out Carr and whoever else in the bottom six and swap them out a little bit as the season's going. But you want to get Salamaki, Goudreau, some of those other guys more playing time so they're not on the bench. And they pass through waivers like most I think every other player passed through. It's just one of those things that happens in the preseason. So Yeah, and it's not the first time we've seen that with them right. you know, leaving that. Oh, yeah. This one comes from Johnny. How do you think the Admirals will fare in the AHL this season? Oh, Ooh, boy, the Admirals are going to be than, good. Yeah, they'll do more than just fair. <laughs> I they, mean. They're going to be good. Yeah. They, and a they lot better of us, be good. Yeah, and a lot of us got to see some of the talent that they're going to have oh, down there. I mean, they are stacked. And like Justin, like you said, I mean, if the Predators aren't performing right, they have got a ton oh, in yeah. that pool down there. David Poyle to went to from. work, yeah. though, getting some of these college free agents as well. And plus in the trade with the with P.K. Subban, Jeremy Davies. Jeremy Davies is one of those defensemen. He actually really impressed me in camp because he really fits this system right now. He's a very mobile defenseman. He has some good hockey smarts. He can shoot the puck. He's a little bit smaller, but he fits this mold. So I think he's going to be a great addition there. Plus, you got have guys like Carrier, who has been a little up and down, but he's still a leader there, and Frederick Allard. And then you have Tenorti, Santini. The blue line is pretty darn good <laughs> in Milwaukee right now. And then you have some good goaltenders as well in Grosnick and, and Ingram battling it out. And then Forward wise, you have Tolvanen and Pitlick should be on the number one line there too. So, a lot of depth in this organization. I can only imagine head coach Carl Taylor was chomping at the bit to get going with Admirals Camp there, especially once all the guys got assigned there. Okay, then this one's from Alex. What more do the Preds need to see out of Tolvanen to call him up? I think see him click a little bit in the first couple games of the Admirals season because Carl Taylor, I think it was even during development camp, noted that Ellie Tolvanen. He wasn't bad last year. The stats may not show it, but he's like, maybe he scored 15 goals, but he hit the post at least 15 times as well. And that's what his head coach said, too, that he's so, so close. And he lost some good, he lost bad weight in the offseason as well, got a little bit thinner, but added to that, which can add to the speed as well. So he leaned up a little yeah. more instead of adding weight for the sake of adding weight. He leaned up for what he needs for his size. So I think, I think consistency. Consistency, yeah, but I think that now I think his mental game can be a little bit stronger because I think mm-hmm. that he's not going to be under that microscope that everybody had him under, and that that always you know puts on a lot of pressure on somebody that's so young that mm-hmm. is talented but also still needs time to develop in season. So I think that that consistency, like you said, and have his mental game in there, yeah. and I think that he'll start to show what he's really made of. All right, this one comes from Hockey Girl. That's really what it says on here. <laughs> I noticed they split up the Jofa line. Do you feel like this will improve the team or even improve the power play? Uh, I think we, we noted a lot in this before. I think it actually improves the, uh, the opportunity and the mm-hmm. options. And that's what you yep. want our options to. We don't have to completely rely on them to do all your score. And you split them up, it gives you options in the game. Yeah, I totally agree. And like we said, you it's harder to be predictable when you've got you know two first-line centers in your, in your top six. So. Mm-hmm. 
All right, this one's from John. Did you notice that former Pred Admiral Euler Duck oh. Wild Pontus Oberg got waved again? Bless him. Yeah, something's just not fitting. I know. And I hate that because, like you all know, he was the one that I, when I first became um, into hockey, I, I started at the very beginning of his career oh, yeah. and I followed him. And now he's making it difficult because there's a lot of places I have to follow him along. It's a lot to, of jerseys. So, I know. He's having quite the collection of I'm jerseys. glad I'm not collecting them because I would be broke <laughs> right now. So, uh, Well, folks, if you want any more hockey information, we have a slew of reporters out there working to cover everything hockey and all throughout Nashville and everything. Prep hockey coverage, penaltyboxreader.com, college hockey coverage and penaltyboxreader.com, the natural predators coverage and penaltyboxreader.com, and hey, let's see, Milwaukee Admirals coverage on uh yeah, penaltyboxradio.com. Make sure you're following us on Facebook, on Twitter, and on Instagram. We have different looks on everything covering all things hockey in the music city. Really appreciate you tuning in. Hopefully you stuck around for dumb things said on Pred's Facebook. So make sure you go there. This is let's see, this is Justin Bradford and for intern alley. For Glenn Blackwell, our interns in studio, and producer Calvin, thanks so much for listening. More information at penaltyboxradio.com. Thanks for tuning in.